0: Before we start, I just want to let everybody know this podcast is brought to you by Locker Room. Go to the Locker Room app, download it. It is free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join whatever group you may be interested in joining. Follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014 to get notified when my room goes live. Everybody, welcome into Locked on Tigers. I'm your host, Chris Castellani. It is Friday, March 19th, 2021. I mean, technically yesterday there were the playing games, but today is really the first official day of March Madness. And enjoy it. Enjoy it. We've been waiting two years for this. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm nervous. Extremely nervous. My Wolverines are in it. They're a one seed. I want them to go far, but this is not a basketball podcast. This is a baseball podcast. And before I jump into the Tigers news that I want to talk about, I do want to amend a programming note that I made a couple days ago, and it's very minor, but I've talked about Locker Room. This podcast is brought to you by Locker Room today, and I'm going to be using Locker Room starting next week. I don't know if I'm going to be uploading them to this channel as full podcast. That was one thing I think I said I was going to do. Not completely sure about that. It's going to be a trial run. If it goes well, maybe I'll upload them. Maybe I won't, but for the time being, we're just going to continue to cover Tigers news, continue to do the crossovers. Should be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it. I had a lot of fun talking with the Lockdown White Sox guys. I think we're really, I'm learning a lot about these baseball teams as I talk to some of these people, and it's it's been a minute. I mean, I'm, I'm still trying to, I'm getting my sea legs back under me. I mean, this is unlike like anything that I've been used to, really, because I this is the first time during a full season that I've done a, a podcast like this. Last year with the pandemic, only a 60-game campaign, I'm still getting used to kind of the lockdown network, but I, I really enjoy the journey, and it's been a lot of fun. Tigers news to discuss today. There were several spring training games over the last few days that I didn't talk about, some interesting developments, some not-so-interesting developments. I'm going to talk about the interesting ones because that's what I'm here for. There were some roster moves. Alex Lang, Zach Short, Matt Manning, and Kristen Stewart were among those who were optioned to AAA Toledo. Not hugely surprising. Matt Manning, I know people are disappointed in, and I'll I'll say this, and I get the disappointment. I get the disappointment, but I also understand the Tigers' point of view here. Matt Manning is going to be an excellent pitcher in Detroit. I really believe so. His stuff is dynamic. He's grown a lot as a pitcher. He himself has said, you know what, when I was drafted here, I think I was more of a thrower, and now I think I'm more of a pitcher, and that's a good thing. I think it's it's important for his development that he learns and grows. He's still got a little bit to go. He's still got a little bit to go. I think he'll get there. The stuff his dynamic. He's showed me a lot of impressive stuff so far in the spring. He's going to get those 10 to 20 starts, I feel like, in A, maybe even less than that, and he'll get called up here eventually. No need to fear. Matt Manning will make his debut in 2021. Zach Short, a bit of a surprise because he'd looked all right so far in spring. Again, he's another guy who I think will get called up. Zach Short, acquired a utility man, acquired in the Cameron Maben deal. 25, I believe maybe even 26-year-old, came from the Chicago Cubs organization. He'll make his debut in 2021 as well. I think in general, and I don't know if he's going to be much. In fact, if I had to guess, I'd say he probably won't be. But I think in general, the Tigers organization was pretty happy with that trade. I mean, you traded Cameron Maben for, what, 20-something games, and you got back potentially a, a utility man with a lot of walks, a lot of home runs, and a lot of strikeouts down in the minor leagues. The other two, and they're not cuts, you know, they got optioned down to Toledo. They'll start the year in the minor leagues when the minor league season does eventually start. Alex Lang, who I haven't talked about a whole lot and I will in just a second the other one is Kristen Stewart Kristen Stewart was the Tigers opening day left fielder in 2019 got saw a little bit of action showed some promise early in 2018 and homered off of Daniel Hudson opening day in 2019 it was pretty much all downhill from there he has not had a very good spring. He'll get major league reps at some point. He will because somebody in the outfield will get injured. You know who knows who it's going to be, but it's it's inevitable. Injuries do happen and he'll get another shot, but I think the it's it's time we realize that the Christian Stewart hype train was remarkably overblown and I I'm angry at myself for not Digging, I'm not wearing heels, but digging my heels in a little bit more about this because there were certain writers, and I'm not going to name names, but they know who they are. I I doubt they're listening to this podcast, but they know who they are, who were all aboard the Stewart hype train. Oh my God, this guy's power is unbelievable. He's going to be the Tigers opening day left fielder. You can book it. He's going to hit 25 home runs his rookie season. He has been objectively, obscenely awful in Detroit. He is not a major league ball player, and I have no ill will towards him. In fact, he seems like an easy guy to root for. I've seen him in interviews, sharp guy, well-spoken, had a few moments early in his Tigers tenure, but those same people who hyped him up like he was the second coming two months into his tenure in Detroit were saying, oh man, he can't play defense. Oh, he only has uh, a pull power. He doesn't have any opposite field power. Pitchers have figured him out. Why didn't you notice that down in the minor leagues? And I, I should have really talked about this more. I really should have, and I'm angry at myself for not doing so, because I was one of the only people who was like, okay, maybe this guy will be all right, but he can't play defense. He's a one-tool player. He has no speed. He's not a great base runner. He hits for power. Okay, that's fine. Maybe there's a spot for him. As a DH, but you don't have a DH. Miggy is going to be the DH. I guess in 2018, when he first got called up, Victor was the DH, but then it was going to be Miggy. We knew it was going to be Miggy. So you're going to put a defensive liability with maybe the worst outfield arm I've ever seen out in left field and see if you can figure something out with them. And you can't. You can't. When guys aren't good at something in the minor leagues, they rarely ever find it in the majors. I know there are certain exceptions. Right. But traditionally, if you if you are bad at something in the minors, you're not going to get good once you get to the major league level. And he was he was a power hitter. You know, he could could catch up to the occasional fastball. He could catch up to a pitch inside and, and rip it for a home run. Sure. But he's been awful. He's been awful in Detroit. And it was one of those cases where everyone, nobody outside of Detroit talked about this guy. Nobody. People talk about Mize, they talk about Manning, Scooball, Parades, Torkelson, Green. They talk about those guys. They hype up those guys. When nobody outside of your own small circle is talking about a player, that player is probably not going to be very good. And Kristen Stewart hasn't been very good. He's been quite, quite bad. The other cut, and I keep using the word cut, but it's not a cut that was made, is Alex Lang. Alex Lang, a reliever who's showed some pretty dynamic stuff in spring training so far. I didn't talk about him that much because I didn't think he really had a shot of making the team, but upon further review, I kind of wish he would have. I'm at a point now, and I've talked about this on multiple occasions, where I think A.J. Hinch's goal, what he wants, hopes for, and he won't get this, but what he hopes for is to have the 26 best players in the organization on the opening day roster. Now, that won't be the case. Certain guys, because of surface time manipulation, are going to start the year in the minor leagues. I understand that, but having watched Joe Jimenez in spring training so far, This is a guy who has done nothing for the better part of two years to earn a roster spot at the major league level. What's he done? He has had three, pitched three good months of baseball from April of 2018 to June of 2018. And I remember the exact moment everything went to crap. It was an outing he had against the A's. I believe it might have been June 20th in 2018. After that, you know, he did end up making the All Star team that season. You know, probably wouldn't have made it if not for that role, which allows every team to be represented, but he got put into the All-Star Game where he was managed by A.J. Hinge, and he has since taken a complete downward spiral into unseen depths of awfulness. He can't throw a strike, and when he is throwing strikes, he's putting his finger up in the air saying, oh, fly ball, and it gets hit into the next county. He does that all the time, and that's whatever. I mean, that's just a thing that he does. I'm not angry at him about it. I mean, it's, it's become a meme at this point, but he's done nothing to earn a roster spot. And I look at a guy like Alex Lang with a live arm, firm fastball. This is a guy I did, who wasn't even on anybody's radar, at least not on my radar several years ago, looks pretty good. It angers me when a guy like that, who has done way more to earn a roster spot then somebody like Joe Jimenez gets overlooked. It does frustrate me, and I think it kind of sends a bad message. And and I'm not saying that Alex Lang is going to be the second coming, but in spring training, you have that opportunity to, to get a glimpse of guys, those fringe guys who maybe surprise you and could make an opening day roster. Even Joe Jimenez's biggest defenders have come out and said, yeah, this guy just doesn't have it anymore. He's just not very good. I'm not saying they should cut him. You know, give him one more shot with Fetter, Give him one more shot with Hinch. See if he does something differently than what he did with Rick Anderson as the pitching coach. But in in all fairness, Joe Jimenez's best moments came when Rick Anderson was the pitching coach. I guess technically it was Bazio. Bazio got fired in 18, then they brought in Rick Anderson. But you, you get my point. I mean, this guy was only good for three months and that was three years ago a whole lot can change three years ago Victor Martinez was still on the team so yeah I guess I'm coming off a little ranty and hot takey here in this very long first segment but I don't know it frustrates me because I've seen some promise and I'm going to talk about some guys who've shown a fair amount of promise in segments number two and three Uh, Joe Jimenez is not one of them and I think Alex Lang kind of got the short end of the deal here because I think that he's done a lot more to earn a roster spot than Jimenez has but hey It's water under the bridge now at this point. All right, we will be back at segment number two talking about a few more guys that I've noticed pitching some pretty good baseball down in Lakeland in spring training. We'll be right back. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locker Room is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and use. You can talk to me, other fans, athletes and insiders in real time. Join join in on the conversation with me and have a chance to be featured on the Locked On Tigers podcast. I'll be hosting rooms every week on Wednesday, probably around 7, though subject to change. Right now, come through and talk with me live. All you need to do is download the Locker Room app free in the iOS App Store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join my group. Follow me at Castellani2014 to be notified when my room goes live. We'll be going live on Locker Room every Wednesday. We're covering everything you need to know about the Tigers, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Follow the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back, everybody. Thank you for tuning in today for segment number two of this Friday show. I was listening back to that first segment. I got pretty passionate. I mean, I'm always passionate, but I I think I came across angrier than I actually am. The fact is, I I don't like being lied to, and I can't help but feel like there was a big hype train For Kristen Stewart, that wasn't warranted. Not to say that there weren't people who thought that he could be a serviceable major league ball player. And I guess in a way, the jury is still kind of out, but I I get angered when locally, and I think it's kind of, it comes from within the organization, guys who are remarkably flawed players get hyped up as if they're going to be the next big thing. Then they come to Detroit and flame out. I think it's not fair to the fan base, but I also don't think it's fair to the players because if Kristen Stewart was just some middle-of-the-road prospect who came up and struggled, I'd be like, okay, well, you know, it's whatever. But I think the organization believed that guys like him and Joe Jimenez were going to be cornerstone pieces uh, as we as we move forward beyond this rebuild and into the future, and that hasn't been the case. But at the same time, you don't hit on every prospect. I understand that. I think it is... Kind of pathetic and embarrassing that as of right now, it's been 30 years since this organization has drafted and developed a reliever. I know word is still out on guys like Soto and guys like Brian Garcia, who pitched good baseball last year. I guess you could argue Buck Farmer, but if Buck Farmer, and I, I like Buck Farmer, he's, he's a good pitcher, but if Buck Farmer is the best that you've done in 30 years in regards to developing a relief pitcher, I mean, it shows the kind of problems that this organization has had in terms of player development over the last few decades. Moving on, there's three pitchers I want to talk about who have really impressed me so far in spring training. The first one, and this has been a genuine surprise, has been Derek Holland. Derek Holland's going to make this team. I think he's yet to give up a run in spring training. He's pitched out of the pen, and you know what? Uh, Good for him. I was not as angered by that signing as other people were. In general, I think anyone who gets mad about minor league deals is completely disingenuous I mean you're paying a guy chump change to maybe make the team and that's what minor league deals are like if a a player on a major league contract fails to make a team I understand somebody getting upset you're paying a guy a certain amount of money you expect that he's going to perform if someone's given a minor league contract it's here's money here we're giving you money to possibly make the team and that's what the Derek Holland contract was Holland, obviously, pitched a long time in Texas, pitched last year with the Pirates. Tigers lit him up at one point. I think they homered off of him four times in the first inning a year ago. It was brutal. But my response to all the people who were poo-pooing the signing was like, hey, you know what, lefty reliever out of the pen, let's see what he does. Now, I also thought about the fact that if he does make the team, which it looks like he's going to, you kind of have a hodgepodge there in the rotate, or I'm sorry, in the bullpen, where you have three lefty long relievers and Tyler Alexander, Daniel Norris, and then Derek Holland. Now, maybe Alexander doesn't make the team. I think he will, but maybe not. Maybe Holland will make the team over him. I'm not as high on Alexander as some other people are. I mean, I don't know anyone who's who's gung-ho about the idea of this guy being some elite reliever, but he had the, that moment last year. He struck out those nine in a row, and people are like, oh man, has Tyler Alexander arrived Eh, I'd pump the brakes on that. Maybe as a serviceable reliever. We'll see, but like I said, I think the goal is you got to put the best 26 men on the opening day roster, and given the way that Derek Holland is pitched, there's no way to say that he's he's not worthy of a roster spot at this point. Very very good surprise coming out of Lakeland. Another guy who's been a genuine surprise is Julio Tehran, who pitched out of the pen a few days ago, went four innings. I mean, it was it was out of the pen, but it was sp- essentially like a, a warm-up start. Pitched four innings for the Tigers, sliders sharp, fastball at 92-93, now sometimes I hear that the Lakeland gun runs hot. I don't believe that. What I do believe is that they're pitching in really warm weather. Julio Tehran has pitched in Atlanta for a majority of his career last year. Pitched in Los Angeles. But even in LA a year ago, his velocity was down. In a warmer weather climate, you're probably the fastball is probably going to run a little bit hot. But even so, last year he was peaking at like eighty nine, ninety. The fact that he's back up to 92, 93 with a good slider is a really solid development for this organization. It wasn't a signing I was crazy about by any means, but on a one-year deal, potentially you have a trade piece. Maybe you want to call up Manning, so you trade somebody like Tehran if he performs at the deadline. It could be a win-win. I don't expect much out of him, but he's given them so far way more in spring than I expected him to. And lastly, and this is a big guy, one of the big prospects, Tarek Skubal pitched the other day, went three scoreless innings, pitched out of some jams. Now look, his development, it's weird because with most pitchers, most pitchers, most highly touted prospects coming up through the system, they have a fastball and they have one other off-speed pitch, but it's about the development of their other pitches where it's it's going to take time for them to get to the major leagues. Alex Fayeta, when he was drafted, obviously he's just recently at Tommy John, but had a great nice little two-seam fastball, had a great slider. What he needed to work on was, was was his mechanics, but it seemed like, okay, if he develops that changeup, he, if he develops the third pitch, he could be a solid major league pitcher in Detroit. Casey Mize was different. I've talked about that many times. Casey Mize was a guy who had four or five pitches that he could consistently throw strikes with. That's why he went number one overall. But you look at Matt Manning. Matt Manning, firm fastball, solid overhand 12-6 curveball that he likes to throw. But I think the reason why he's been kept down in the minor leagues so long is they've been trying to figure out a way to get him to develop another pitch. And I think he's thrown multiple curveballs He's thrown the 12-6. He's thrown a a, a more firm, kind of sweeping breaking ball. But he's also developed a changeup. And you look at Tarek Skubal, this is a really roundabout way of saying that Tarek Skubal's kind of the opposite, where his off-speed stuff is really good and really great and really polished. Where he's struggled has been the command of his fastball. His stuff is otherworldly. And I was watching the stream on the Phillies broadcast on MLB.com, and even they were gushing about the fact, like, man, this guy has legitimate top of the rotation, front end stuff. A pitcher that he's reminding me of, and I heard this comparison, I think it's true, is James Paxton. You remember James Paxton? He's still in the league. He's back with Seattle, but his best years were in Seattle with the Mariners, threw a no-hitter there through a couple complete games, I remember. I think or at least one complete game against the Tigers back in 2018. Fastball peaked at around 100. Really smooth, easy delivery. He struggled with with injuries, but I think Scooball kind of has a similar build. Great fastball, but I even argue that Scooball's stuff at this point is career is probably better than James Paxton's was when he was coming up through the Mariner system. His fastball isn't as good, but I think his off-speed stuff might be. I've been really impressed by Scooball. He's earned a spot. He's going to be on the opening day roster. He should be. The stuff is excellent. He's stepped up, and I've been I, I've expressed my disappointment in Casey Mize, who I think has legitimately struggled, and I haven't been disappointed in Matt Manning, but I think he was a little bit gun-shy in spring training, at least in his first couple outings of throwing other pitches besides the fastball curveball did throw a few sliders and did throw a few change-ups in his last outing but it's one of the reasons why i actually support him starting the year in AAA, not just because of service time manipulation school ball is going to be really good like legitimately i and i know i say this about all these guys but i think when he finds his fastball command which again i, I i've been a broken record today Stuff is not correctable. Command is. He will fix the fastball command. When he learns to throw that more consistently for strikes, he's going to be able to go deeper into games. And look, honestly, and this is where I'm impressed by him, he went three innings, and they were only asking him to go three or four innings the other day. He went three scoreless innings against a pretty good Phillies lineup, pitched around a lot of traffic on the base paths, and didn't have his fastball like um, he pitched well without his primary pitch imagine how well he's going to pitch when he's able to consistently throw that heater for strikes I think he's going to be special here I've been incredibly impressed by Tarek Skubal so far in 2021 so we will be right back for the final segment of the show and the final segment of the week. We will see you here in just a second. We have been telling you about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is the amazing, low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. And now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar madness. Today's matchup is caramel brownie versus double chocolate. I like both these quite a bit. I'm going to go with caramel brownie. I- I'm I'm a fan of caramely things. What can I say? Go to builtbar.com or at bill underscore bar on Twitter. Remember to use the promo code locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order. That is locked on 15 to get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com and check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. If you're the type of baseball fan that can't help but get giddy over prospects, we have the podcast for you. Locked on MLB prospects hosted by minor league play-by-play voice Aram Layton is the daily Podcast devoted entirely to the stars of tomorrow, from team-focused farm system breakdowns, prospect rankings, and interviews with some of the brightest up-and-comers in the game. Locked on MLB Prospects is the best way to stay plugged in on the future of your favorite team. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back for the final segment. A few more observations that I've I've noticed in watching the games the Tigers have played in spring training over the last week or so. And now I I have been I've tried to maybe I've failed I've probably failed completely. I've tried to look at things a little bit more positively during the spring. I really have. You know, new manager, new pitching coach, some up-and-coming prospects. I've been excited to watch them. we got to be patient with some of these guys. I understand that, but these aren't, those aren't the guys I'm talking about. One observation I have made that has been abundantly clear. I am not blind to this. I can see it so perfectly. This offense is going to be really bad. People, this is going to be one of the worst offenses in the sport. Now, I'm actually one of the people who believes that Jamers' resurgence last year may have been legitimate. And I know that's kind of uh, hypocritical because I eulogized him about a year or less than a year ago on this podcast when he started off terrible, but. I think he's actually found something, and you look at the batted ball data from a year ago, it supports the fact that he was he was not lucky. He was barreling up pitches, and he was drawing walks, and he was seeing a lot of pitches, and when he was connecting, exit velo was high. He was excellent a season ago. I actually believe, I don't know if he's going to be putting up a 900 OPS, but I think we're finally going to get the Jamer Candelario that we thought we were going to get when he was acquired by the Cubs. I think he's going to be good, but beyond that, I mean, scope is good. Scope can hit. But he's he doesn't draw a ton of walks. He, I mean, ever. He never draws walks, really, at all. I mean, that's his one downfall. Robbie Grossman can get on base. But, like, in a good lineup, those are, like, your fifth, sixth, and seventh best hitters. Like Let's be real here. And a lot of guys have struggled. A lot of guys have not looked very good. They've gotten shut out a fair amount of times in spring training. Now, of course, some of that is a bit skewed because you had you're playing minor leaguers like Spencer Torkelson I think it's time to cut your losses and just send Spencer Torkelson down to the minors because I think his confidence is getting hurt right now he's really scuffling out there I think it's time to just say hey you know what you had your shot in spring You wasn't going to make this team anyway you-, you showed some fans a few things you got one hit let's let's move you down to the minors and see if you can get your confidence back because he was really struggling but yeah that's one unfortunate observation that I've made I think that there is a relatively high ceiling with this rotation, believe it or not. Like if if Matt Boyd finds a slider, which he has so far in spring, if Spencer Turnbull continues to come into his own, if Tarek Skubal really develops the way that we think he's going to, that's three potentially pretty good pitchers. Now again, you know, I don't, I, I'm going to believe in Matt Boyd when I finally see it. We'll see. But I think potentially those three guys could be solid. I just don't see much out of this offense. I don't see that much of a ceiling from this offense. Like maybe Willie Castro has a high ceiling. Jamer, maybe, though I think he kind of reached his ceiling a year ago. This is not going to be a great lineup. And I think there might be some days this year where the pitching holds their own, but they're going to score one, zero or two runs in a game, especially against some of the really good pitchers. That other team's feature in the American League Central. So that's my last observation for the day. Just had to throw that out there because I hadn't really had a chance to talk about it. That'll do it for today's show, and that'll do it for this week's worth of shows. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Tigers while you're at it. Go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a written positive five-star review of this program. It would be much, much appreciated. I will be right back here on Monday with some more Tigers news. Having some fun. Guys, we're getting really close to opening day. Like it's a legitimate thing now and I couldn't be more excited. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Have a great rest of your day. Have a great weekend and go Tigers.